0: Inside the cage, and the very first in our new Fighting Scots series, with me this week is none other than Cage Waters featherweight prospect Aidan Stephen. Really appreciate you giving me the time, Aidan. It's really good of you, man. How are you, first of all?
1: I am buzzing. I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> I bet you, are, man. I bet you. Are. Um, how's things been during COVID for you, like in general, like without outside the training, like just general life? Has it been all right, manageable?
1: Yeah, man. Like so, um, my work only went into lockdown for a month. So I, I really didn't get the the benefit of <laughs> turning yeah. be a full time alcoholic. Yeah. the uh, um, yeah it, it it didn't really the only thing that affected us obviously was the gym being closed and yep not getting in the regular training and now even now Nicola Sturgeon's been an absolute fan of still not letting us train properly so um,
0: talking talking of training how's Obviously, as you say, it's been difficult with the gyms being shut. How is training been the last two weeks, obviously, in the build-up to the fight? On yeah,
1: Saturday? so, like, we always, my, my fitness levels always peak um, at this point with, like, you know, my heart rate's the lowest it's ever been. Um, my my sprint, sprinting times, I know it's sprinting, not MMA, but, yeah. you know, it gives you a good, uh, good, good insight. My sprint times are that, uh, I'm hitting all my PBs just now. So, you know... I feel great for, you know, for for all we've been able to do mm-hmm. in terms of the gym being closed. I've, I've done, I still feel great and I just, I honestly cannot wait just to go out of there and put on the performance of a lifetime.
0: Have you been able to do much sparring and things like that in the build-up or have you been kind of fear of that?
1: Yeah, we just have to be super cautious. We've, we've, like I said, we've done what we've been able to do, but at the same time, you know, we don't want to get the gym in any trouble. Um, I know, I know the Aberdeen uh, Combat Center. They've had quite a few regular visits from the COVID police to mm-hmm. make sure that they're not doing anything. So it's been a bit tricky, but you know, it's the the only thing that uh, kind of got me through it was knowing that all the other gyms still had the same. They yep. they had the same problem. So um, yeah, again, it's just for for what we've been able to do. It's been. Everything's going very well, and again, just I've, um, I'm hitting on my hitting on my personal best and training just now. So I just I know that I'm going to put on a great performance next week.
0: As long as you, um, as long as you feel good at the end of the day, mate, that, that's it. If you if you think you're ready and you've done what you can, then that's all that really matters, I suppose, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So obviously, this is your partner's, your fighting is part of the trilogy. I mean that must be a pretty big deal for you. I know you fought Cage Warriors a few times, but this is a pretty big deal for Cage Warriors. Three nights, you know, in a row, championship fights, all the lot it must be quite a big deal for you.
1: Yeah, I'm quite buzzing about it because um, obviously I was part of Cage Warriors 100, which was like mm. you know yeah. really special for me. And then uh, you know I was part of the part of the first ever uh, closed door arena event. Uh, that was that was brilliant. In there, two seconds, my missus is trying to phone me. <laughs> off. There we go. Um, and then, uh, and they're they part of this. It's it's, you know, it's cool to be part of something so like historic. Yeah. And not only that, like the the fights as well that are happening that next weekend. They're just some of those fights are like UFC caliber. So it's just it's really exciting to be part of.
0: It's it's a class. It's a class three days, mate. Like as. As fans, you know, we're we're absolutely buzzing for it and it's good to see you on the card. i got a kind of, maybe a controversial question for you. Are you maybe a bit frustrated that you didn't get a go at Morgan yourself? Because obviously no. you've fought in Cage Waters a few times and obviously I know Max is a pretty a pretty legit contender, mate, but obviously you've been there, you've done it, you know, you're in, you're in the organisation already. Were you a bit miffed?
1: No. um us uh, say? Steve, Steve beat me. Uh, so, like, he, he's definitely... I had to me if if any if anyone was to get a title shot, so I um, was quite surprised. I never gave it to him. I did I did actually write in a, a forum saying that um, I can't believe that Perry Goodwin never got the title shot. But he wrote back to say that he was offered the title shot, but he he's uh, he's been too busy mm-hmm. during lockdown and wasn't able to. He said to uh, he's been too busy and hasn't been able to have the time for training. So he's just gonna sit out and wait for the title shot." Mm. I I I do suppose now that you mention it, it would have made sense, you know.
0: But, um... it, was, it was what I was thinking when I looked at it, because I know you say Steve beat you, but Steve's been beaten twice since you he beat you, and also yeah. you you beat, um you know, your man in March, and I don't know, I just, I, I do, when I looked at Max's record and seen where he'd been, I thought, okay, fair enough, he's a big, he's a name, he's always a name, he's fought PFL and stuff like that, he's, you know, he's fought in Germany a lot, but I just thought, you know, if you're going to give... A couple of cage warriors guys a chance morgan's a cage warrior guy so are you why not but fair to you man for being cool about it because i think if it was me i think i'd have been a bit like well hold on because you know at least they could have asked you and you could have went you know what maybe it's not really the time for me yet but whatever but i just i don't know man i was just like yeah, it seems a bit rubbish to me a guy just comes in i, I, did,
1: I did definitely say that if uh, there was a pull out i would take that fight i made yep. i made that very clear when the fights were announced because um um, Paul Hughes wasn't actually my original opponent. he was maybe fighting—is um, it James Hendon or Jake? Jake Hendon? No, James. I can't remember his name. From <laughs> from uh, from TFT in Sunderland, right? He's actually, a, you know, I was that—that's a fight I'd like to uh, gander my belt as well after yeah. this fight too, because uh, he's he's definitely a massive prospect as well. But um, he pulled out on seven weeks' notice. And that's when they offered the Paul Hughes fight instead. Do you know much about Paul? Like, I mean, I know he's undefeated. Yeah, yeah. But... So, so like, yeah, like looking into it, he's actually quite a big name, and um, he's got a very big following. Irish Irish media are always really like um, on top of things as well. Anyway, so like, yeah, I don't. No matter who you are, if you're from Ireland, <laughs> you're gonna get yeah, uh, you're gonna get bigged up, but. Uh, I remember watching his Cage Warriors debut and thinking I might fight him one day. And then I saw him fighting Manchester. And he, looked, he looked very good then as well, and then I just I knew that we would definitely cross paths one day. I just didn't think it would be this soon. But, I suppose um, it's
0: another, it's another scalp for you to take, I suppose.
1: Uh, that's it, you know. I he's he's good, but I'm better.
0: Yeah, so of course. Yeah, exactly. Do you think um, a win, obviously against Paul, puts you maybe? And to fight, maybe the winner of Morgan and Max, or do you think maybe you're another couple of fights away from that, or how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, so we can, you know, like like I say, I never really look past the fight. Uh yeah. I've, asked, I've asked this in a, another interview. and I said um, that I wasn't too, I wasn't too bothered about it, but more recently, I keep thinking, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, definitely. I, I need, I need, I deserve that title so I, fucking, yeah. I've beaten some big names over my career and so far, and. You know, fight, why, why not? Um, yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely ready for it. Uh, like what well, Morgan's, Morgan's, you know, good as well. But his fight with uh Lewis Monarchy, he, he just showed so many openings, and I, I wasn't overall impressed. Um, yeah, I definitely think that that's that's a very winnable fight for me, st- stylistically, anyway.
0: Yeah, but well, we definitely think, I mean, I, I I've obviously don't know, we better. Of- research I'd watched your fight with Steve Amable and I'd watched the Jack Collins fight as well but I watched Steve Amable back and that was a really close fight, like like really close. Um so it doesn't i I don't think it did you much harm to be honest. Like I know you say obviously you lost and he should maybe get a shot but he's not happy. I won
1: that fight. <laughs> I don't it's, want to sound better but like if no, it was guess.
0: close mate that's thing I watched it this morning I, I for, so it was fresh and I watched it this morning cause I knew it was something we'd probably talk about because it was it was a really it was a class fight mate from, from a fan's point of view and yeah. I, it was really close I, honestly I don't know which way it could have went either way to be honest um, I did see the, 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 the disappointment in your face at the end obviously it was, <laughs> it was clear but I honestly don't think it did you much harm mate to be honest um, I think Steve's a decent fighter but as I said he's went on and had two losses since and Maybe as maybe you're the next guy. For me, you are. mate. looking at the looking at I the fights. was there? Last fight. Don't know
1: yeah. if you've seen that. If you've seen him I lose good did, one. Well,
0: I thought he, I thought he lost these two. Maybe maybe I've got that wrong. Maybe no, it, no, it. no.
1: He, he did he did lose it. But I'm saying the judges fucked him.
0: Oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that one too. mate. Yeah, it was it's one of the ones when you leave it to the judges. You've seen it so, much, so many times over the last few while that it just you just don't know. You just kind of yeah. try and not do it. But. the
1: thing the thing with that is so like after my fight with Steve. When we're when one of us is away to get our hand raised, he looks nervous, like he he's not so sure he's got it. Whereas in the Perry fight, he's got his hands up, he knows he's won that fight. Yeah. So you know if that doesn't tell you, well, you know, I
0: I, I don't think
1: he I don't think he thought he'd won the fight.
0: Nah, I agree because at the end of the, the fight you between the two of you, you had your hand up, you were confident, you were full of it. You know, you, had the, you had the flag, and he was just kind of standing there, wasn't really sure which way he was going to go. Yeah. yeah,
1: I but- I I won the first round. The second round, he landed that big shot. That's all he landed. Yeah. Like, I landed a lot more, and I finished the round strong. He was on the back foot, so like I thought I'd won the second round as well. But fair enough, if you're going to base it on one punch. But even the third round, like um, miles ahead in the the striking count, and then he gets a takedown, but he's not doing anything with it. I'm the one threatening submissions. I'm the one trying to get back to my feet. And uh, <laughs> fuck
0: yeah. man, I don't understand it. Uh, you don't have to argue with me on takedowns, mate. I just don't. I, I, me and Mark have this discussion a lot when we do the show. Like before watching UFC, and he's like, "Oh, but that takedown wins around." I'm just like, "Oh, stop it, man." Like, I'm, I I love grappling. I'm not a striking kind of guy. I love watching jiu-jitsu and all that. That's what I like. But taking somebody down, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm definitely not. It's not it's a difficult thing. But one takedown shouldn't win you. If it's a one round a piece fight and you take a guy down with a minute to go in the third, I shouldn't win you a fight for me, but that's yeah, just definitely. the way I see it. But I mean, it's been a good couple of years for you. See, I don't think I did much wrong. With you. The the fight against Kingsley was class as well. I really enjoyed watching that. Um,
1: yeah, like that. That's another massive prospect that I took on. that was meant to, it was meant to walk through me and you know, uh, go on to do big things. But he, you know. Don't get me wrong. It was it was a close fight, but um, you know this this is going to be exactly the same against Paul Hughes. Everyone's mm-hmm. you know going on about how he's a massive prospect and that, but th- this isn't the first time I've taken out a prospect, and it definitely won't yeah. be the last.
0: Well, I mean, look at you. I mean, Kingsley Crawford was undefeated, and so was Jack Collins when they fought you, and you both you gave them both their first loss, mate. So you know it's one of the ones. It's you're going to do it again, hopefully.
1: Definitely
0: can't wait. So, you, you mentioned earlier about fighting in uh, Jack in March. That must have been absolutely crazy because, like, that whole situation was just mental. Funny, like, little factory. I was going to get married the day after that, and my <laughs> wedding got cancelled on the Friday, and obviously UFC got cancelled, and I was like, oh, it's just. And then out the blue, like, Graham Boylan was like, nah, nah, Cage Waters has gone on, and I, I think everybody was just like, what? And then you know, also can... had such
1: a hard time for that as well, but.
0: I, th- I mean, listen. It, it, should, it was great for me, mate. I don't. I didn't want anything to get cancelled. I wanted to watch a fight. But I think a lot of people were just kind of shocked. But then, obviously, Darren Stewart getting put on the card, and it was just, what was it like to be part of that? Or surely it was just utterly manic, mate. The last, like, the last twelve hours before that must have been crazy.
1: What was even worse was the Friday, sorry, the Saturday before. I, um, I got an email from my management saying that um, my opponent pulled out the fight. So like, not only was I like worried the show was going to get cancelled, but now I didn't even have an opponent. And then uh on the Monday, Cage Warriors got back to me and they said there's a lightweight, whose opponent's pulled out, would I be willing to do that? And yeah. I'd already said yes before they asked the question. Yeah, of course. I wasn't letting the whole fight can't go to fucking waste. I was no. If I you was,
0: can uh, if you can if you think you can, you know, make or oh, not make the weight I presume it would have been easy it's easier to make one five five than it is to make one four five, but um if you you know take the fight and I mean it was class finish didn't you wouldn't have thought. I mean, he was obviously. Is Jack a natural lightweight? Yes. Yeah, so you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that watching that fight. If you watched that fight with no background, there's no way you would have thought that he was the natural lightweight in that because you absolutely <laughs> smashed him. To be fair, uh, do you know uh, what I mean? So yeah. talking about Steve Amable, would you like to fight him again? Would you like nope. to get it back? No.
1: I just there's so many other fights out there for me. Yeah.
0: I just I know yeah. some fighters like to get like to look at maybe getting that 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 loss back, but it was just if you fancy. Yeah. It.
1: I, I understand that, and um, I definitely think we will fight again one day, mm. but just just not now. It's, it doesn't interest me. I'd rather you know challenge myself against other people and um, you know just trying to get as diff- many different fights as I can. And, yeah, yeah there you know. So two losses in my record now. I, I, you know, no, nah, it doesn't. I don't. I don't look at it that way. I just nah, want to go forward.
0: possible. Nah. It's cool, man. That's that that me, makes I, sense. I, yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. I think that I do. I, I see the point. You know, Some of you guys want to get it back, but I'm not really sure I believe in that. I think if it was me, I'd be wanting to look forward. As in the past. He beat me, or not in your case. If you, you know, you believe he didn't and all that. And, you know, whatever. I've moved forward. Actually. There's loads of prospects you want to take out. Man. I think that's a good attitude to have, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, you said you still work, so you're not full-time into the fighting just now, then?
1: Never have been. I've always, yeah. always worked. Do you fancy
0: that? Do you think that's the next step? Is it something you thought about looking at, maybe?
1: I've got one fight left on my cage orders contract after yeah. this fight and we'll see. Maybe maybe if I could make you know match the money I'm making just now um, then there, there wouldn't even be a question. I would, I would take it there and then. Um, but at the same time you know I I, I need something to keep me sane you know working. Yeah. Some Sometimes there's there's a the shit as work can be, you know. It's definitely, you know, It levels you like, out a wee bit. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I don't understand how people can can do it, but that you know, like the one thing that if you ever watch any of my fights, like I'll always outwork my opponent, mm. cardio wise. And yeah. people keep saying it's amazing. I can do that working a full time job. Just imagine what I would do if um if I never worked a full time job. And I do look at it that way, thinking, "Fuck, I could actually." But at the same time, um, I still get in like three sessions a day. And, um, you know, a lot of my teammates, they all work jobs as well. So even if I was to go full time, I'd I'd maybe struggle for, you know, training partners sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. We just have to see how it works itself out.
0: You're based up Invernessway, Elgin maybe?
1: Elgin, yeah. It's it's about an hour from, an hour between Aberdeen and an hour between Inverness,
0: between the two of them. Is a gym is a gym in Elgin or are you based out of Inverness? Is a
1: gym in Inverness? Gym, the gyms in Elgin, but is it's, it? it's more, more like a grapple, grappling, grappling, uh, based gym. We've yep. got some really high level grapplers in the gym. Kev MacLean, who won on EOC last night, mm-hmm. uh, made quick work of his opponent with an armbar. He's awesome. uh, widely regarded the top purple belt in the country, and you know he's obviously inches away from his brown belt. And then even the brown belt, he would he would just wreck shop. He definitely. <laughs> definitely uh, and then we had Shea Shea's moved to Glasgow Shea Montague mm-hmm. he he went on to win the Worlds at Blue Belt and he's medalled in, in the purples in the Worlds and he's you know just like I say some of the talent the gym's produced over the years is crazy mm-hmm. And uh, even our coach Martin it's like um, it's like <laughs> wrestling a gorilla <laughs> <laughs> well
0: that's what you want mate. you want to be testing yourself at the best level you can and if you're saying you know that's it sounds like you've got a lot of good guys running about you testing you and stuff like that. I mean, you're you're obviously your your submissions and your grappling is class anyway. You can see that from your record. Is it yeah. something you you kind of favour in fights or do you're you not really fussed? Whatever way a fight goes, you'll just go with it.
1: I used to I used, I used to overthink things like if I was going to grapple that fight or strike. But um, and I was always quite you know I always knew I had good striking, but I was always very uh I never had like much confidence in it. And then about. Two years ago, I started working with uh, Andy Hitchcock, my striking coach. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so the very first time that um, I started using stand-up in my fights was the Kingsley fight. Mm-hmm. That was just, you know, maybe maybe six months into working with Andy. And um, I remember thinking to myself before the fight, I was like, oh, this kid's got really good striking. And then when I started out striking him, I was thinking, oh, something's clicking here. And then the aimable fight, I really let my hands and hands go. And uh, again, that all comes down to him. And then the Poland fight, I, I did plan like a big knockout, but I never got a chance because, you know, well, you smashed them. Okay,
0: the uh, I mean, you smashed yeah. them one way or another. You know, it's amazing if you're saying like you only really have been proper striking coaching for like since say maybe late to 2018. I think how far you've come just shows because I I wouldn't have known that. If you, as I say if you watched the Amable fight or you watched the Crawford fight you wouldn't have known that you'd yeah. only been really properly taking the striking you know to that level for so, such a short time because eh? it looks so natural to you you've got those long rangy arms that just like you, you look so comfortable striking
1: yeah so like I say I've definitely gained loads of confidence in my hands working with Andy he's usually helped me come on so like now now going into a fight I'm just I'm just confident wherever the fight goes because I know I've got good grappling and now i know i've got good striking as well sounds like you're the, the complete package my man that's the plan a <laughs> uh,
0: couple of random questions for you right maybe a wee bit away from no this one isn't really away from me right? where did the nickname come from is that you just being seriously having like seriously big balls and just bragging but no honestly...
1: so um <laughs> growing up i was like a massive wrestling uh, wrestling fan right there was this um wrestler called aj styles and yeah uh i basically just grew up wanting to be him from like and then i think i was about maybe 14 15 uh about that kind of age and i was in florida and i went to see him live and i had a scotland flag in the audience and then um, the director of the company noticed the scotland flag and came over and just asked if we were from scotland and i was like yeah i've came all the way just to see aj and she goes well if you stay behind after the show you'll get to meet him so, like, I just grew up idolising this guy and his nickname's The Phenomenal. Yeah. So, that, that's where that came from.
0: That's uh, class, man. Yeah. Just... That is so much better than what I was expecting. I thought you were just <laughs> going to say, nah, it's just one of these things, but that's brilliant, mate. Like, it's good when there's a story behind it. I actually quite like that.
1: that yeah, so, like, just, just paying homage to my childhood hero.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, you've got to, mate, in any way you can. Do you know what I mean? Do you see, like, yourself... I know it's hard. You see though no, I look too far forward. Eventually, maybe in... Belt or UFC, higher level. That can 100%. I? Do. Yes, yeah. I
1: do. I um, I actually set myself aim for 2019 was to be champion by the end of 2019. I had the setback with aimable, and then yep. I had a really hard time getting matched towards the end of the year. Yep. And I had loads of weddings, festivals, concerts coming up, so I I said the cage warriors, then I wouldn't be able to fight for the rest of the year, and we just really had a hard time getting me matched. It's not, yeah. it's not the. People weren't willing to fight me. It's just like a lot of the guys were matched, and um, you know, like uh, a lot of guys that uh, weren't able to fight till the end of the year, and then that's yep. when I couldn't fight. So I never actually got to fight at the tail end of 2019. So then I set the aim for 2020 to be champion by the end of that year, uh, trying to get four fights at least to try and uh, fight out my contract by the end of the year. But then, okay,
0: that's
1: COVID kind of got in the way of that yeah but I don't know I think I might still be able to get that third fight for the end of the year
0: hopefully yeah, yeah I think should I think things are going to obviously start getting a bit better as you say Green Boylan's determined to get as much in as he can obviously the UFC have been putting on things Um. you know every week did you have obviously everyone streams UFC do you have a preference or would you, would you prefer to be in the UFC or would it really matter
1: not anymore I think before everyone just thought UFC was the best it could be yeah. but um, last last um no, November, December ah, I was, was just support Christmas. Um, Fabian Edwards did a uh, a seminar up this way because he's you know he's obviously good friends with Ross Houston. Yeah, yeah. Ross Houston's just got this massive massive fight announced with <laughs> Bellator, and oh. um, you know I'm just sitting there thinking now, you know that, that could be me. I don't UFC isn't the eventual aim there. I just want to get you know fight for a a great company. Uh, promotion just have good exciting fights that people will speak about for years yeah i'd you know i'd love to be champion one day I, I always say in interviews that i don't really care about the belt obviously i do but at the same time i just want to you know make a living out of doing something i love yeah
0: what about like say um one championship in singapore to offer you would that interest you as well or would you rather go west go stateside uh,
1: one hundred percent. There's also brave as well. I know yeah. was Callum Murray's matched on that for two weeks time.
0: Yeah, I'm chatting to Callum um, this week as well um, about i should actually forward to that. very,
1: very yeah. my, me and Callum have fought twice actually. And um, I just I, I love watching Callum fight. he's, he's yeah. got a very similar style to me. He's he take he, he doesn't give a fuck who his opponent is. He'll he'll take any fight just like yeah. me. It's um he's a cool guy and he's. He's quite a funny guy as well. He's, when you interview him, ask him about his karaoke skills.
0: Karaoke? Will do, man. Will do. He'll
1: blow you away with
0: that. <laughs> that's good, mate. Uh, right, so, I thought I was trying to come up with something. I didn't want to just be like, oh, let's all just talk about MMA for half an hour. So, I wanted to ask you a couple of random things, right? So yeah,
1: man, I, that's how
0: I it me. Exactly, mate. I get to know a wee bit about you, man. You know? So, I see is, you're like a dram, eh? Oh, yes. So I see on your Instagram that you post videos of the whiskies. Do you sell it or do you, are those yours? Do you buy them in or is, is it a hobby collection? I
1: used to work for a, um, a company called Chivas Brothers. Yep. one of the biggest like um, Scottish whisky companies in the world. Unfortunately, it's run by absolute fucking pedos. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting sacked for posting a video of a work colleague eating a banana. That's literally all I did, and they sacked me for it. And they've got guys coming in drunk every day, and people stealing whiskey, and they just turn a blind eye to it. But God forbid you promote health eating. Uh, so you know, yeah, what, like, what I was doing there, I was like, I was like trading all the whiskey that I was getting. I, was just, right. I, had, I had like over two hundred bottles, and I was like, you know, I would, I'd get, I'd get two bottles, I would try one, and I would sell one, and I'd be able to like take notes of what the best ones were Mm -hmm. and I was really big into it like and then Christmas last year I got sacked and then you know I I really went off uh the whole whiskey thing yeah of course you know the 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 plan was to to get back into the the whiskey industry but just with COVID and everything it's been really difficult and um I was going through a court battle with the 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 villains as well, and yeah. um I uh, just the, it was getting really messy and it was taking up too much time and you know bring it down. So we just just put that all aside just now, and then you know I've just focused on my new job just now. And like I say, I hope, get I hope my boss isn't watching this, but I, yeah. I do plan on getting back into the whiskey industry eventually and being able yeah. to kick off with a left but I I love. I don't, it's I do love whiskey, but I just love having a good time with my mates and going out and yeah. having a good beer as well. So,
0: like, a couple of questions then. So, two different questions here: best dram you've ever had and your favourite dram, because also that's not necessarily the same thing.
1: <laughs> uh, so, my favourite dram is um, it's a Balve. Well, we've got two. It's a Balvenie twelve year old double wood. Right. If anyone can get their hands. It's actually you can get it from any supermarket. It's it's really good. Um, just a perfect, perfect dram for someone that's you know just uh, not really sure about whiskey and wanting to try it. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and there's also the uh, I've actually forgotten the name of it. Gwen Gwen Menangie, eighteen year old. Um, I think it's a a special kind of bottle. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I, it's a it's a pink pink box. Look at up, you will see it. But um, so there's that. And then there's the... Lasana, sorry, that's what it is. 18-year-old Lasana. That's the one. Uh, so that's that's my two favourites. The best dram I've ever had. You can't actually get it anymore. It's a 20... you got a 19 and a 21-year-old um, Scappa. From Orkney. And there's a funny story behind this as well. And you'll think to yourself, you got sucked for filming someone eating a banana, but you never got sucked for this. So I... um. Me and four, four of the lads got sent to Orkney to work for a week. Mm-hmm. And we obviously got the company credit card. And uh, we were staying at a whiskey hotel uh, with a massive whiskey bar downstairs. And I was just like, fuck it. They fly all these French boys over to drink, you know, and stay in the most expensive hotels. Yep. They've put us in this little shithole. I was like, fuck that. I said, oh, uh, I'll have a dram of that, please. And bill it to Service Brothers and the dram I think the dram was between 30 and £60 pound. Oof. and I had one dram of it and I was like that is the best drum I've ever tasted barman could I have another and I think the bill for the week was £800 pound just, <laughs> on, just, just on alcohol
0: my god man
1: and, and the boss went fucking crazy but he couldn't because there was four of us he couldn't pinpoint who it was and we all stood up for each other but ah, now that I've been sacked from the company, I can happily say, it was me.
0: <laughs> nice one, mate. Nice one. That's good. I like how we drummed. Partial W drum. Try to get into it. So I was interested. I just I remember seeing all these videos on your Instagram, and thinking you obviously must deal with it, work in it, or trade it, either that, or you're just a serious collector. I was like, well, but some yeah, of it's class. So that's good, man. Good to know. Okay, rather random question. What's your favourite Scottish word? Now the reason I ask this is because I thought we're a scottish podcast you're a scottish guy it's a scottish series i thought for our american listeners let's give them something a bit stupid so what would you say oh, is your favorite scottish word there's so many i know um, i thought about it as well because it was the missy who asked me she's like what was your favorite scottish word but i was like i honestly don't know man i love like drinking, drinking and all that stuff i love all that stuff but it just depends man it depends on your mood i
1: suppose i like the word bro
0: Aye, bro aye
1: I like bro. bros. And there's there's a place uh, about 15 miles from Elgin called Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own languages. <laughs> it's funny, but they use a word called bosk, and it right. basically just means like bro. but bosk, b o s k. And uh, I I use that word all the time. Um, kusti,
0: kusti. So bro, bro kind of means. What, what would you say? Bro, bro means like kind of good, kind of. Oh, kinda... yeah. Decent brilliant and then Custy's yeah. kinda of, almost the same. It's like kinda of, alright, okay. So
1: all, boss, right. boss kind Aye. Of like all positive Scottish connotations. Aye. Nothing. I love the word cunt, man. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I know it's not a Scottish word. But it's just crazy that in Scotland that means people, like cunts everywhere. Aye. It just means people. Yeah. And uh, what was the other word? It's funny. I know it's not even a a Scottish word, but it just it's a, a, Sc- a Glaswegian accent saying the word Fanny is just the best thing
0: ever. <laughs> um, I, I seen a guy, I'm sure I seen a fight announcement this morning for some guy called Fanny. Um,
1: yeah, it's fighting Jack Cartwright. I, I thought
0: that was absolutely brilliant. Honestly, from a Scottish, nobody will get that, but from a Scottish point of view, man, that's class. I cannot wait to review that fight, man. That's going to be brilliant.
1: Jack Cartwright, by the way, SBG legend. He's, he's going to win this fight and yeah. he'll be signed to the UFC straight away. He but
0: came that- out of uh, for me, right, see, honestly, mate, he came out of absolutely nowhere for me, obviously. It's hard to get down any local stuff, so we would just go what we're based on. He was yeah. fighting Scott Malone, being a Scottish podcast, we're like, aye, Scott, he's got this, and he's, I mean, that, that night was incredible. He smashed the two of them, and, I mean, just wow, mate. Like, him and Marco Kovacevic, it was just unreal. Like, he was yeah, class. If, um,
1: if you look at, like, I, I'd known about Jack before, because um, he actually fought one of my good friends, Dean Begg. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember looking up him after, because like uh, this, that's back when I was fighting bantamweight as well. And I remember thinking that we might cross paths one day. And I looked him up, and I seen that he'd been like he was on like he's competed on the GB um, wrestling team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like boxing from a very early age, and I was just like, hmm. maybe not. <laughs> that that might be a tricky fight. Uh, and then obviously when he did fight. Uh, Matt Inman had been actually going on about Jack Cartwright for a long time as well. So like and Matt Inman knows talent when he sees it. So um if if Inman was going on about him the way he was, then I just knew that that, that it was that, i I I still thought Scott obviously got caught early so we'll never know how yeah. it could have gone until but I still thought Scott stood a very good chance against him. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Scott as well, winning the EOC title last night. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Made, made it look easy. Again, you know, Scott's another person you you define as a grappler. But if you saw his striking last night, that the kid, if the kid never had a chin, Scott would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he was landing <laughs> some massive shots in the feet. So it's good to see but, Scott back and back yeah, is, in call column as well.
0: He's had he's a, of, a rough a rough year or so, mate. Like it was that was hard for him. Obviously, Jack. I mean, losing to Jack Shores, no, not nothing to be ashamed of because Jack Shore's like absolutely class so is Jack Cartwright and then obviously the Adam Wilson fight as well just, just obviously a bad bad run for him but yeah good he won last night It
1: says more about him though doesn't it um, Yeah You know th- three losses a lot of people would just call it a day there just quit give up on themselves but he just, got, he just got straight back to the gym and worked harder Yeah, yeah.
0: So awesome Right Well oh. Thanks very much, Aidan. I really do appreciate your time, mate. That was absolutely class. And a first for me. Like, never done an interview before with anybody, so I appreciate you. I appreciate your time, mate.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Like, I hope I hope you, you interview after interview me after the fight.
0: I'm happy to, mate. Happy to. Give me a semi, a semi message mate. I'll happily do that, and we'll talk again.
1: I look we'll forward to again. an interview with Carl and Bye. Ask him to give you a wee bit of karaoke. Okay? And then, uh, okay. just just in general, all the other Scottish MMA guys as well would be great. Like, yeah, I'm trying right
0: and- try to reach out to as many as I can. I thought, because we're, 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 we're Scottish ourselves, we're just fans, mate. Me and Mark are just fans. We just like talking about it, and we decided just to start a podcast and just have a little bit of a chin wag and thought, the let's ask as well the Scottish all, fans.
1: All, all MMA fighters, they're all fans as well. You know what I mean? There's, it's it's there's really, it's, like I said, we're all fans of it, so we all yeah. love talking about MMA. I haven't seen a Wigley fight from last night, so don't say anything. Me neither. I'm away to go watch it as well.
0: Me neither, mate. I've, I have I stayed up as late as I could. I knew I was up early to chat to you, and I wanted to get up early and watch a couple of your fights this morning, so it was fresh. And yeah. I got to like half one, I watched Darren Stewart-Holland, and then I was like, oh, I really want to keep watching. I was like, nah, I need to go to my bed, man. I need to go to sleep. So I've not seen from that on, so I don't know what happened.
1: but yeah. I've got big money on and Kazmat. So.
0: Kazmat, Chimayev, man, absolutely terrifying.
1: I've got big money on him. It's it's shit odds as well. You're 1-6, so it's yeah. not even like I'm going to win anything. But all I've got is him finishing. Uh, yeah, just him to get a finish. It doesn't even okay. have to be a submission. Or, it doesn't even have to be either either or, just as long yeah. as it doesn't go the judges.
0: Yeah, I had a I had a treble on. I picked Siro. I just just for fun, like I didn't think Siro,ny Mearshart or Woodley would win. Um, but I picked the three of them just because they were all kind of outsiders, and I got like thirty three to one man. So I was like, you know what, it's worth a couple. Like I just, you never know. You just no never know, mate.
1: Siro,ny will get smashed. Woodley will get yeah. smashed. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's, it's that that was a waste. of time. You should have just given me
0: the money. I nah, it, was, it was only a couple of quid, man. I had it in my account. Do you know I put on something a bit random because if you put on the three favourites, you get nothing back unless you're betting big. So
1: yeah, football, man. Yeah, I
0: do, mate. I like my football. Yeah.
1: Who you just St Mirren. Oh brilliant. Okay, Paisley
0: man. boy, mate. Paisley boy. Um, I, what I about you?
1: I'm an Aberdeen fan, Mike. Oh, that's a shame. Well, it's better than Rangers and Celtic, isn't
0: it? Well, that's true, mate. Especially Celtic. I don't know why I've got a deep hatred for them, but um, nah. Uh, you any who's playing today? Uh,
1: I haven't. I haven't even looked it up. Uh, like I said, I've been so focused on the fight. Mm. I'm, I'm. To be honest, I pay more attention to the Premier League, um, the English. English. Uh, you're League. a Liverpool fan, aren't you? A massive Liverpool fan, mate. I actually. Funny story is um, like, sorry, I showed up to this world, the World Championships kickboxing because my mate was competing in it. Yeah, it was in Kelvin uh, Hall in Glasgow, and um, I I got there and I uh, what was it? Yeah, I had to sign up as a uh, spectator, and they were like, "Oh, are you competing today?" I said, like, "Oh, I wish." I'm I'm uh, I'm not from a group or anything. They're like, "Oh, you can compete if you want." I said, like, "Really? All I had was my Liverpool kit in my bag, <laughs> so I had to compete in my Liverpool kit, and I went on and won it, and it was funny as fuck because I'd never done kickboxing before and I ended up winning this, this uh, World Championship qualifier and uh, all these coaches were getting in touch with me to try and fly me to Spain to compete in the Worlds okay. and I was like oh no no guys I only did it for a laugh I wasn't taking it seriously and they were kind of like well you did kind of smash our boys <laughs> sorry about that I did uh, just rock up man that was class and then in 2015 um, me, Ross Houston and Kev Mark fought all in the same uh, show one night but there was a grappling tournament the next day. Mm-hmm. So like, the plan was for us to fight and then go coach the next day. And uh, one of the guys in the weight class, I would have been pulled out. So I was like, oh, I'll jump in. And uh, the day after I fight, I did a grappling comp and then I won it as well. And again, all I had was my Liverpool top. So everyone's like, why do you keep competing in Liverpool tops? I'm, like, I'm not planning on it. <laughs>
0: You're not planning on it, it just seems to happen.
1: It just keeps happening, so. Oh,
0: that's good Brilliant. Right, as I say, mate, thanks so much for giving me your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, And I would be happy to have a chat with you after the fight, my man. Um, Yes, let's do it. Yeah, class. Right, that's the end of this, guys. Thanks so much for listening. as always, thanks to Aiden. Get us on the socials, Inside the Cage, um, like, follow, share, whatever. And I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers.
1: Bro, cheers. Thank you. See you later.